Hey. Hello. How you doing? We just got a win in Juggernaut Royale. Oh shit. Wait, how does that work? Uh, they, they drop Juggernauts, like armor, on the field and you you get it and then you're the Juggernaut. So Andrew, Andrew gave me a decent amount of shit about whether or not I'd be ready at 4 p.m. to record. Now he's, oh, really? Now he's pulling this nonsense. Yeah, I mean, we we were playing the last game, and I don't, I didn't expect us to win. <laughs> oh. And so we went all the way to the very end, and uh, and then we won. Did we? And not a big deal to me either way. Did we like say 4 p.m. last night or? I didn't think that we did. Andrew right? had it in his head that it was four. I was I thought it was four or five. I feel And then Andrew I, said it was either three or four and we settled on four and I was like, I didn't okay. I feel like Andrew might have a thing you have to do before the Bucks game and he's gaslighting. Uh-huh. We always said four, guys. Like, yeah, that's what we agreed on. <laughs> am I you guys the are going crazy. Am I the only one who cares about the friendship this much? Maybe maybe I heard I friendship. Maybe 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 we didn't say four. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one going crazy. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we said four. <laughs> I think me, I think both Luke, me and Lucas do not remember us settling definitively on four. I, I'm pretty sure how the conversation went was like, hey, we could do like 5.30. And then we said, oh, when's the Bucks game? Like, oh, it's at 7.30. And then we said, oh, that's cutting it a little close. And I said, do you want to do four? And you guys said, oh, four sounds good. Two hour. We said two hours would be cutting out a little close. That doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> I don't know. Does it sound like something I would say to, you know, just say that my apartment that I hated <laughs> for a summer in college was really enjoyable? I didn't Kinda. say it was really enjoyable. I think you were you were glossing over some of the. Uh... The inadequacies. <laughs> I think you just might be thinking of me talking about a different apartment. I, what other shit name. apartment did you have in college? And yeah, don't you, you definitely dare never had, had another had bad one. one. <laughs> the Saxony one. <laughs> the Saxony one was this, fine, and then the one over by Camp yeah, Randall was, was fine. fine. Well, was, I didn't. I didn't think you had any other bad apartments. That was the only apartment that I was like, ooh, this one's. It was. This one's it rough. was the. It was the only bad apartment. I'm telling you. That, that so exactly. So I, I didn't confuse it for another bad apartment that you had. The, the only bad apartment I know, but I'm saying that you had was that one, and you were always I, like, oh, I'm it's saying cozy that you said, day. I'm pretty sure I never said that. What, I, what I'm saying is that you said, or that you think that when I was saying good things about an apartment, it was just an apartment that I had later or beforehand. They, they were never... You conflated that in your mind. So I, I don't think that I claimed that you ever said good things. I... You were, they were always like when an employer is like, you know what? We work hard, we play hard. Like they try to like kind oh, of yeah, make up they, for like how shitty they everything is. They try to sell is. you on it. Yeah. You're We've like, got it, good culture. Exactly. You're like, you know what? It's cozy in here. And like at the end of the day, there's a roof over your head and like things are <laughs> things are great. Like I like life, See, that's, you know? That's that's different yeah. than saying I, I like that's different than saying good things about the apartment. Oh, oh absolutely it is. It was very transparent, but you never said anything overtly negative when yeah, I was in your presence. Ever since we put that screen up, we only have had one baton here. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh waking up one morning and like going out to the living room and Lucas was sleeping on the couch 
I was like, why, why are you on the couch? And you're just like, bat. <laughs> I heard. Bat. <laughs> okay, so I think we had, um, I might be conflating different ghost you, At this point, at this point, you had moved into the other bedroom because one of the move, uh, roommates moved out and you're just like, I am not going to sleep on the floor two feet from Andrew anymore if there is an open <laughs> bedroom. And you moved in there and like two days later, you're like, bat. <laughs> I, okay. In that specific room, or like so, in the whole no, apartment? In no, in the it was like in that room, like because the room that Lucas moved into was like actually attached to the attic or somehow. I woke up. <laughs> mm, okay, so what happened was I woke up at like two a.m. because I had to pee. Uh, went back to my bedroom, um, tried to fall back asleep, but then I maybe I was making it up, but I heard what I thought was like scratching on the wall. Like, right above my head, because my bed was in a corner. And, like, I didn't want to fuck with that. Like, if a bat found oh, a so way... Oh, you never saw a bat, no. Okay. I thought I heard one, and there was potential it could come into my room while I was asleep, and didn't want to fuck with that. And well, then yeah, the then first... You, you okay. need to get a, rab- a rabies shot. That was going to be my question if you actually <laughs> saw the bat. No. Like, if, if you woke up with the bat in your room, you absolutely need to go in and get the preventative rabies shots. Like, there's no way of knowing whether or not it bit you. And transmitted some rabies, so you literally have to as a precautionary. But what about like just a little bit of rabies, yeah. like a light, a low viral load of rabies, just a dusting, yeah. just a little bit of rabies frosting on top. Yeah. Look, it, I'm I'm 23. Like I don't need to get any preventative or take any preventative action uh, towards this virus. Like, what's the worst that could happen? I just want everybody to know that Rabies Frosting is now a title contender. Rabies Frosting. Rabies Frosting. Not to be be confused with uh, Rabies Frothing, which is a very real and serious thing. We're talking about Rabies Frosting. You know, we're keeping it light. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) this this got real when it started becoming about Rabies Frothing, which is an issue that affects... 12 tens of people, people <laughs> tens of people in the united states i guess i should specify there are dozens of us there's there are not dozens of survivors of rabies unfortunately <laughs> there is i think there's one th- and that's the the milwaukee protocol or whatever the fuck and she's not really alive i'm pretty sure oh mm. well She's she's not brain dead. She's definitely she had some brain damage. Yeah, I, think but I think she's had she is, like severe brain damage. I don't think she's brain I dead thought, for sure. I thought she was like like mobile and <laughs> still able to do things. Mo- mobile is a very low bar. We're not no. I mean, like I thought she like fucking talked and shit. I don't know, I don't know if I, she can talk. I, I don't know enough okay. about it. I'll be honest. But I, I definitely reading it. They were setting it up like a. Wow, what a miraculous thing that happened. You know, like she she can move her arm like Guys, we oh, just didn't sound said great. we just said we were going to keep it light and you go <laughs> into somebody who is just not the same person anymore and is living a medically compromised what the hell what the hell we were gonna keep it light on episode 106 of voluntary viewing recorded on Brought august 2nd 2020 cast. yeah with us on the podcast we've got the united states ambassador to brazil andrew clark 
You don't want to fuck with me. <laughs> also on the podcast, we have Brazilian's authoritarian far-right dictator, Ryan Holtz. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for not giving me that one. And then finally, our host of the podcast, even though I'm doing this intro because I'm curious, we've got uh, uh, Lucas DeRider, financial advisor to the president. I don't know. What's Steve Mnuchin's title? I don't even... <laughs> ah. Treasury? Uh, isn't he like the... Yeah, he's a secretary of the treasury, yeah. right? Lucas, I mean, not... <laughs> before we embark on this magical journey, I just want to see if I can go 0 for 3. Do you know what's going on with Brazil? Are you up on that? So, no? they're... I, other than the fascist president be wilding? Yes, other than that. There's something with the United States in Brazil. Uh, that I don't... Is it COVID-related? No. I, okay, what's up? We're over three. What's up? Um, something bad's happening because no one knows about this, apparently. But um, Here. the United States ambassador Here. to Brazil uh, asked Brazil to interfere in our elections in favor of Donald Trump. <laughs> In the same way, basically Ukraine part sent, two, and I've now asked. I just sent a a, a Vox article. Yeah, Vox was the one that broke it. I have now asked it out. Ian, um, Andrew, and, and Lucas. And picture I'm over three. So some some weird shit's going on that this classic, is not breaking early through. Early, I, okay, this is published yesterday. Evil business owner um, in South was, America. It was late yesterday, late last okay. night. I I was driving most of today. Um. Oh no, I but like okay, boy, it feels like the Ukraine was like everywhere within like minutes of it breaking and now apparently no one cares about it happening again i care a ton i have no not cares no not not you like the, the media at large has not publicized this enough this needs to this needs to go bigger than it was um so that ambassador just committed treason, right? No, because... I'm, I'm losing you guys. I'm going to try to change my internet real quick. Uh-oh. Good no, luck. because didn't didn't you realize it was all totally fine with Ukraine, so there's no crime committed. <laughs> Suzanne Collins was right. Donald Trump did learn his lesson, and the lesson was he can get away with anything. <laughs> Including treason. I... Wh- I- we already put out impeachment. There's nothing left to do. Is you, can we impeach him a second time? I know that's not going to result in anything yeah. since... People can absolutely impeach him a second time. Fucking here we go. Absolutely a thing. But, will it Will it be anywhere along by the time election comes? Or election day comes? No. I, but they can absolutely start impeachment proceedings if they wanted to. But like I said, this really isn't blowing up the same way that the Ukraine one did, which it's fucking it's fucking go Democrats like literally a layup of an election if the guy you're running against is being investigated for treason. Well, this is going on. Yeah, mm, I would not call it a layup. <laughs> yeah, considering the last one didn't didn't go well, I would call it yeah a bit of a this is a kind of, this is kind of like a fucking three should it wall. be should it be absolutely but. Unfortunately for you, Lucas, we are now living in the Twilight Zone, where the, uh, the rules are different. Also, if you look at a picture of Todd Chapman, he looks exactly like the kind of guy who would do what he is now reportedly yeah. accused of doing. Like, he is literally, there's a picture of him with Jair Bolsonaro, they're both giving a thumbs up, 
and Todd Chavez or Todd Chavez. Ha! That's from uh, Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Todd Chapman is wearing a cowboy hat. He's got a little bit of a beer gut. <laughs> Just uh, So I don't think you guys could hear me because my internet was all fucked, but uh, I sent you an article from Vox. Yeah, we could hear photo you. That mm-hmm. they used. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could hear me say that Todd Chapman looks like a early 20th century evil business owner in yeah. South America that's exploding the land. Yeah. If he had a yeah. white suit instead of the black suit, it would literally be perfect. It would be exactly like, uh, oh, well, now, I, I don't know what you're saying about natural resources. So, silver lining to all of this. I've been, like, outlining a book for the past couple of years now gonna write it eventually i swear uh my my one concern was that <laughs> boy are the are the bad guys in this co- too cartoonish like is this too obvious and no no it no they are not that is real life super villain shit this is but the real life that? is kind of weirder than fiction like mm-hmm. it kind of always has been like shit happens in real life that if it was in a movie people would think it's unbelievable like there yeah, are movies like about like unbelievable stories where they have to tone down how unbelievable it is because people will think it's bullshit. Remember when we saw, um, oh, fuck, what was the name of that Matt Damon outbreak movie? Contagion. Yes. Contagion. God, that's um, a bad movie. And Jude Law plays like an like an internet conspiracy theory dude who like comes up with a fake cure for the disease and everyone believes him and everyone's like this is ridiculous no one would allow that to happen <laughs> no one's that stupid <laughs> well yeah here we are here we are here we are going into news of the week even though that's kind of that, that's exactly what we were talking about video game news of the week <laughs> The important stuff. Yeah! If you want to hear about how democracy is crumbling around us and has been for decades, check out the Quarantine Cast, coming to you Mondays through Fridays. Yeah. The the spiritual successor to the Suikoden franchise, Euden Chronicle, reached its funding goal of 500000 in under two hours. Two of the main creative leads behind Suikoden are spearheading this project. Also, fuck Konami for sitting on so many legacy gaming IPs. At least they're making garbage gaming PCs. Uh... Yeah... What what are what are they? The eh, those aren't bad. The PCs or the legacy games? The PCs. Hmm. <laughs> for what they cost? Oh, what do they cost? I didn't see the price. Just shitload. Whoa! <laughs> Three thousand American dollars. Thirty-two hundred bucks. You could build that PC for yourself for fucking. Oh, I don't know. Sixteen hundred probably. <laughs> like half the price. Good God. Yeah, that's. That's, I was looking at them like, oh, those specs are good. Like, they could run most games. <laughs> $200. Oh, and then the shittiest one is... The shittiest one is still, like, 1800 bucks, And it's... Oh, God, yeah, no, that's shit. That's really bad. <laughs> that, I, that, that can't even run most AAA games at, at 1080. 
Yay. <laughs> I feel like that drives home the point more. Yeah. They're not they're not shitty, I guess. They're just rip-offs. They're <laughs> absolutely ripping you off unbelievably. Oh, what is that smell? Is that bacon? Damn it. Oh. Yeah, and making bacon. Making bacon. Andrew sneezed and we had to cut. So welcome back, everyone. Israel made a tank you can control with an Xbox controller. This is, uh, submarines have also been controlled by Xbox controllers for a while now. Ooh. Some submarines. Wow. So yeah, they're, this is like a thing. No wonder they want uh, the U.S. Army so involved in the Twitch <laughs> and PC gaming. Well, they're just realizing Earth. that like all recruits are very familiar with an Xbox controller. Why would you... Like, reintroduce them a complex set of controls when you can just map them to all the buttons on a controller that they're already very familiar with. It's pretty great, honestly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking genius idea. Can I not be in the army because I prefer PlayStation? <laughs> yeah, you're just, like, shitty at your, at your tank job because you're... Uh, your tank I don't know, job. I grew up with PlayStation, man. I'm not good at this. Do you, did you invert your controller, recruit? I'm sorry. You keep telling me to press X, and I keep pressing the bottom button. I, I, it, it's in my brain. I, I'm sorry. Hey, Sarge, can I like make this southpaw? Yeah, I'm used to an inverted vertical axis. Just like you get out, you're dishonorably discharged. I'm used to playing fighting games. Can I just do the reverse grip on it? Ooh, the claw. You bring in like a Nintendo 64 controller with like a like a weird adapter on it. Uh, no, this would plug in. I swear, it's like way better. This is like the best controller ever made. Yeah, there's like input delay in yeah. a tank. <laughs> Wait, shit! Is quarter circle forward the nukes or the depth charges? Mm. Yeah, for a submarine. <laughs> Yeah, submarine seems like they're playing with Quarter a lot more Quarter circle fire. forward, like it's fucking Tekken. <laughs> Did he just walk up slowly and down and smack? nuke? Yeah, and down nuke? <laughs> uh, this is terrifying. Shoutcasting military engagements. <laughs> uh, that, ooh. There was definitely enough material out there that, like, you could make a very interesting YouTube channel. Yeah, with, like, body cam footage. Mm. Uh. I don't want them. I don't want them to turn the military and war into even more of a video game than it already is. Speaking of, yo, can we get mods to clean things up in the house? They're wilding and just struck down AOC's Twitch recruitment amendment. Oh no, Lucas discovered AAVE. I repeat, Lucas yeah. discovered AAVE. Abort. Shit's Abort. Going down. That's the third Wilden in this podcast. Uh, um, yeah. The, so I, unfortunately, I, what's your favorite war crime with the fours for A's and threes for E's? Mm-hmm. Is it never going to be in the United States history books, unfortunately? Mm. That would have been kind of amazing, though. Darn shame. So um, many Democrats voting no. Which, yeah, 
it, it sucks that just voting that support voting that blankly supports military organizations or gives them more money is still a good way to get reelected apparently sucks we haven't gotten to that change yet What's going on, Redberry? Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free and run at 120 frames per second, paving the way for the first free-to-play game that will be used as literally the only example of why people bought an Xbox instead of PlayStation. Historic. Also, it's going to run with a, a battle pass system, so like maybe one day we'll be able to play as Aquaman in halo infinite and then like also watch christopher nolan movies it's gonna be uh 120 fps because the resolution is actually gonna be shit i was about to yeah, say is that why there the are polygons so few polygons because they're moving be around so quickly low. yeah yeah the uh 120 frames per second is going to allow you to see those 90 degree angles <laughs> so crisp Oh god, this picture that they're using on the Polygon article at the very top just yeah, straight out of like Halo 3, man. I saw someone uh, playing or like not playing but like, you know, talking about the like gameplay reveal that they showed and they're like, "I don't care what anyone says. Like, this is great. It reminds me a lot of the original Halo, which is awesome." And I was thinking, "Yeah, it reminds you of the original Halo cuz it looks the same." Pretty so, much. I was going to shout it out in the breakouts, but there's a new Polygon video from uh, Brian David Gilbert where he read all of the Halo novels. Um, there, there's, there's, there's some not-so-subtle fascism going on in there. Master Chief might have been a bad guy at one point. Uh-oh. Like, I think the Master Ooh. Chief program, the Spartan program, whatever it's called, I don't know the lore very well, was started specifically to prevent human colonies from rebelling and, like, starting their own nations. And then after they finished putting those down, aliens just happened to show up and they repurposed repurposed that program. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Mm. From what I know. But I think that wasn't Master Chief, like, a late-round Spartan, like... He, he came in, like, V3 or some bullshit. Like, there's a bunch of different, like, generations of Spartans. Yeah, he... Master Chief is definitely supposed to be, like, new at the beginning yeah. of the original game. It's like, like a new and improved There were other Spartan. Spartans, but then he he's, like, from the fresh batch. I, think, yeah. I don't know. I think he's... Straight out the oven. I think he's still one of the ones where they kidnapped babies from parents, then replaced yeah. them with clones that were going to die soon. Yep. And not the ones that was just orphans. That yes. was a later batch. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Why do people like Fuck this you, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to TV. Time Warner subsidiary Crunchyroll announced that it passed 3 million subscribers recently and now has more than 70 million registered view- uh, users. Oh no! The anime fans. What does that expanding. mean? What, what? How does it have seventy million users but only three million subscribers? Um, Do they have free content or something. Yes. Um, or is it like you know you have an account, so now 
Ryan and I have an account. That'd, that'd so, be like, like 20 people what? on every single account. That'd be insane. Uh, no, I think... Um, so you have to create an account to watch anything on Crunchyroll, but mm-hmm. then everything is free except for the stuff that's um, the latest episode of series that are currently airing. But if you don't pay for a membership, you can watch them a week after they air for free. Oh. Yes. Why would you pay? Well, that's why only, I don't know, what is three divided by 70? Like a small percentage of the people are doing it. Oh, but then... How do they make money on the free users? uh, Those videos have ads. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, yeah. So 4% of their user base is... Or less than 4% of their user base is, like, actually paying for it they've also got their top uh series from quarantine era april to june 2020 what are we it's fun boruto (laughs) (sighs) okay so you know you said quarantine era and you know we're talking about tv so i've got a, a question for you guys i've been thinking about the last few days and I thought that this would be a really good time to ask it because it's about, you know, how quarantine and COVID and all the cultural changes that have happened are going to, like, affect media. And we happen to actually have an insider on the TV industry in the podcast with us. So, Lucas, I wanted to ask you, how are, uh, like, TV shows and movies going to portray the era of the coronavirus or are they just going to pretend it never happened are we going to see people wearing masks in tv shows and kind of throwing things off that way or are they just going to pretend like this never happened is coronavirus going to be canon to most new tv shows Mm, i think it depends on the genre but primarily no okay like i think uh... i I guess we could ask ryan too maybe he has (laughs) has an opinion what do you think ryan um by and large on broadcasts i think most shows are gonna run with it they're gonna absolutely like have it as a a thing a thing that's happening and some shows are being ordered based entirely on coronavirus (laughs) i think is a really Uh bad idea but it's happening uh connected on nbc is a new like comedy that's gonna happen over zoom it's a remote comedy where they all do comedic things in a zoom chat like it's oh yeah no i (laughs) i don't know that one's gonna be good but it's a thing that's happening and it's announced so yeah maybe 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 save that for the streaming service guys i don't mm. the streaming service i don't i don't know if anyone wants to watch that no matter where it is but look (laughs) it's a thing it's happening uh and some some tv shows have already done episodes that have touched on it um, like All Rise on CBS did an episode that was already like all over Zoom and like, whoa, shit's crazy. Whoa. So, it, but I mean, that was a one-off. I don't know if they're going to continue. I think as a plot line, they're going to like at least bring it up. It might not be the central plot of next season for every show, but I think most shows are definitely going to like talk about it and act like it okay. happened. So you, you think that like people in the shows will be, you know wearing masks uh, some, at least some of the times or i that, that's what i'm saying like that doesn't seem like it would really work i don't think they will no maybe they'll just do social distancing they might not even do that they might just be like yeah. whoa covid's still out there be safe and then just you know continue on okay. with their lives 
So it'll be a thing, but it won't really be a thing. I, I think that it's it would be too much of like a depressing thing that like people go to TV for escapism and if you actually like made it like they might even exist in an alternate reality where we've beaten COVID, you know, and they'll like talk about it and they're like, Oh, what'd you do during lockdown? But like act like they're past it. That might mm. be the Oof. as a I, as a mm. double escapism thing. There oh there there's some there's some political uh, stuff going on there that I don't know if it's great that they're putting that out into the world, but okay. No, I don't know that that's what people are going to do. That's just a well, but theoretical no, like, idea I have in my head. I don't know. If, if it's... All right. doesn't matter. doesn't <laughs> if matter. If it's they did that, thing. they would definitely put out PSAs of like, hey, like, just so you know, <laughs> shit's still very real. Please wear a mask and social distance. Like... Mm. We don't because we're trying to give you an outlet to pretend that it's all over. <laughs> I don't know. But The Witcher isn't over. No. Uh, a live action prequel to Netflix's The Witcher has been announced. Because I guess that's what you do when you have one season of a show and it did pretty pretty good. And then you also announced like an anime spinoff. That hasn't even come out yet. And they're like, yep, yeah, now is the time to announce like another full live action series that is completely unrelated <laughs> but takes place in the same world. I never... They're doing what yeah. Game of Thrones did but like accelerated by 12 years. <laughs> it's going to be Fear the Witcher. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The Witcher, Fire and Blood. I never, I never finished The Witcher. Did it end pretty definitively, or did they just? No, not... the, the, it's literally just the first season yeah, of the show. Like season going. two is in production. Oh, it's not a mini series. Mm. Yeah, no, it's 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 a show with multiple seasons, and this is unrelated but in the same world. I don't really know anything about it. It just it takes place like over a thousand years before <laughs> Young <All> Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> Polish copyright law is nothing. We can go all out with this. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm like, but why though? Give it, give it a while. Like I know season one did pretty well when it came out, but season two is gonna not be out for a while. It's already been over a year since season one ended. I think it's uh... season two is probably not gonna be out for another year. And then, I don't know, three or four years from now, this prequel will come out. I, so once again, I as a TV uh, somewhat insider, I don't know what you want to put it. No, but Lucas I'm, is the insider. Yeah, no, Lucas is the actual insider. I just might have some two cents here. Um, I think there's there's a shifting mindset on prequels and sequels and established IP. It used to be you want to establish your IP Make it really successful. Make like the next gargantuan hit, and then you can spin it off and like make other successful shows off of it. Okay. And now I think it's shifting to strike while the iron's fucking hot. Like if a show gets any traction whatsoever, mm-hmm. the time is now. Because if you wait until the show kind of peters out in popularity, there's no way you can do a spinoff. So it's like, well, <laughs> the show was pretty decently popular it wasn't like a mega hit but like we can't really wait for it to grow into a mega hit because what if it doesn't so time okay, to go so along that vein then do you think game of thrones fire and blood is going to be successful in any way No. because it's yeah it's 
first off, you know, the season did not end on like a very popular note well, I, with the mm-hmm. fan base. And then it's going to be at least two years. Sorry, I should say that I don't believe that will be critically successful. Um, commercially, though, who can say? The Walking Dead is still making AMC a bunch of money, so... Uh, I don't know. I guess a bunch of people are still. But, going but is to fear watch the, it. is fear the Walking Dead making AMC a bunch of money? I think they canceled that. Oh, did they? No, fear the Walking Dead is absolutely still going on. Really? Oh. I think it's season oh, finale it... is tonight. Okay, oh. and there. Is, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there is a third Walking Dead series coming out. That's yep. like a coming of age story yep. for young people in the apocalypse. Yep, it looks real dumb. I'm going to absolutely watch Game of Thrones Fire and Blood. Okay. That's that <laughs> well, much no, I will say. I'm not I really asking if you guys Game are of Thrones. Right. I, I know I'm not asking if you guys will watch it because I will watch it as well. And like if if I like really fucking hate it, then I won't keep watching, but I'm, you know, hoping that it's good because I I want there to be another good Game of Thrones show. I'm asking if you think other people will watch it. I think other people Do you think will it's watch people it, are going to yeah. watch okay. this? And I'm not I'm not sold on the fact that it won't be critically successful. I think mm-hmm. it's totally possible if they get the right creatives and the world it's a it's a pretty it's a it's a rich uh backstory that george r R. martin spends more and more time expanding on instead of finishing the goddamn books he keeps like adding on to the lore and making it more and more rich without ever actually finishing his original story i was Um, about to say he just let another deadline go by someone yeah like an old that was the tweet or whatever yeah Yeah. they're gonna bury him oh yeah He's like, if it hasn't come out by, was it July 26th, 2020, yeah. you can break into my house and bury me alive. <laughs> so bad. This is, oh, this is going to be. Uh, it's not happening. He's not I, coming out with I forget it. the, is it post-Mooth public? Whatever it is when a book is published after an author passes away. That's Pos- is it posthumously? Posthumously, yes, yeah, correct. Posthumously. Yeah. It, I doubt it. He, he has the rights to it, so he'd have to entrust it to a writer, and he always said that he's not going to. Does he have, a, like, does he have kids? I don't think so. Oh. I, ju- mm. I don't sure know who that might get willed to then. Huh. Well, it might be willed to no one. Like, he can absolutely put a legal clause in there that, like, Ooh. no more Game of Thrones books ever. <laughs> that... <laughs> Would that be worse than getting bad books, Ryan? Just the story's done no. right here? That'd be just the same. Oh. Yeah, he does not have any kids. Okay. So there there will not be a uh, Christopher Tolkien situation. Mm. Just cashing those checks. Yeah. I cannot wait for the Amazon Prime series of the prequel of Game of Thrones to be released in like 150 years from now. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, that I Amazon can't Prime will Amazon be around. Prime series, The Boys, season two, uh, which is coming soon. Mm. You guys can brush up on season one and hit it right in its stride. I ought to. Um, I still need to watch, like, in, like, in the shadows, or the shadows. What yeah, we you're do not going to do shadows? that. We've established <laughs> this. If we've established that you're not going to do it, I might as well recommend something that maybe you will. I don't know, man. If we just keep the references coming, I feel like he he's going to feel obliged at some point. It's it's a it's a obliged obligated. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I'm sorry. Obli- obliged. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. It's a it's, it's a it's a 22 minute show, and he hasn't watched a single episode in like two months. So I'm that's I've fair. given up hope. 
And I don't, you know what? Whatever. I don't, I don't care mm. that much. But I'd like it. I think that you'd like. I think Lucas especially would like the boys. But I think you'd like the boys too a lot, Andrew. I think it'd be fun. And if you don't like the first episode, this isn't like a, this isn't like a what we do in the shadows where we're like you gotta see Baron's Night Out. This one's like a. If you don't like the first episode, then it might not be for you. I think the first episode's a really good representation of the show. Fair. So you can give it a shot. And if you don't like it, fair enough. Speaking of releases, and we did talk about this a little bit in the quarantine cast, Tenet is releasing abroad on August 26th, and then about a week later in select U.S. theaters. God damn it, was that this week? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, didn't we talk about this, like, five no, weeks ago? this was this week. I'm so- <laughs> the time is going so fucking... It's weird, man. There's I could have sworn on. this was, like, two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it was, like, Tuesday. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, this article was published Monday. Mm. So it probably was like Sunday or Monday that this broke. Uh, Fuck, man. <sighs> Former Deadsman writers are banding together to create a subscription-based news outlet called Defector. Is it also going to be like strictly like funny sports news content i it or is it going to be like bigger than that i think it's a literally the entire dead former deadspin team and they're more of the same of that and i already put my hundred bucks in for a year-long subscription i am down did we already talk about this too a little having deja vu okay good we talked about this in the quarantine cast okay good i was gonna say because i remember making like an infinity ward reference with respawn entertainment and then i was like oh wait they played on that haha now i get it like defector and then then respawn because they're respawning away from infinity ward defector they're defecting away from dead it's clever people they're writers they have to have wit i guess it's not not clever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right what's the last news item uh trump says that he may or i mean he says he said that he will definitively well has not happened yet but says that he's going to ban tiktok in the united states so better cash those memes but i believe now it's he's gonna make them sell right yeah that's i mean that's kind of what the uh the undertone is he has not said it nothing's official but it's definitely the the avenue that most people think that they'll take however I mean, Microsoft did say that they, like, won't buy it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> like I said, like, if if they ban it in the United States, then their value is going to plummet and somebody's going to buy it. So I searched the Google News for TikTok. One of the top articles is by Cointelegraph. Why Trump banning TikTok may be a blessing for Bitcoin price. <laughs> oh my god is everything about right Bitcoin? i was like wait you. where does that come from that has nothing it to does, do with anything it doesn't all have to be about fucking bitcoin fuck you coin coin telegraph oh my god oh yep yep i'm, I'm seeing it god damn it <laughs> so bad oh also i did a fun thing this morning this is a complete random story go um, for it where so i had done a lot of research and what before i bought all those stocks and i think we've talked about it a little on the podcast is that i bought stocks in novavax and i felt kind of bad about it taking advantage of the quarantine or whatever blah 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 and then the stock exploded made a lot of money everything like that um i went back to find the article 
that ended up convincing me to go for Novavax. I'd already seen a couple that mentioned it and done a little research, but then this one guy like wrote it in a way that was like, this all makes sense. And like, he's a healthcare expert. I might as well try it. Mm -hmm. And this dude publishes like 25 articles a day Mm -hmm. with his like diamond in the rough. And then he lists a bunch of fucking, investment options so that's day trader blogs for you baby it's complete bullshit and i got really lucky (laughs) it is all literally bullshit i i've tried to do some research since then like trying to find the next novavax and the amount of content that these day trader types put out is insane and they're all saying something different and they're all citing different quote-unquote experts because it is literally just throwing money into the ocean and seeing if maybe some more washes back <laughs> it i was yeah. like oh maybe he'll have some more insightful articles that i can read and maybe i can go you know invest invest a little smartly and everything and i was like oh no <laughs> like i clicked his name and i was like fuck man it's a saturday and he's published 12 articles <laughs> already like what's happening uh ghost writers are happening for one two fucking yeah it's a crapshoot man I don't know. Day traders are definitely the type to just get a whole bunch of shit done because they're already like three lines deep today. Oh, I was I was gonna say the other yeah, like completely gone on Adderall, like just straight up publishing. No, it's well, you gotta uh, cut the coke everything. with something. Coke and Adderall. That is a <laughs> yeah. No, you're speedballing. Combo. You know the Adderall cancels out the cocaine, right? <laughs> Yikes. You know, do one line of Coke to jazz me up, and then one line of Adderall to mellow me out. <laughs> Someone's Thanks. probably said that sentence before. Uh, probably Hunter S. Tompkins. Thompson? Thompson? Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you're, you're thinking of, uh, is it Peter Tompkins? Or, Paul no, F. Paul, Tompkins, the voice Paul actor? Paul F. Tom- Tompkins, yeah. Was Hunter S. Thompson, was Adderall a thing when he was... No, he was just doing everything He invented it. I can't tell if you're lying because he did do crazy shit. I don't know. Adderall was definitely not a thing that was specifically invented for the purpose of crushing up and snorting. No, I didn't know. It was definitely a medication. I'm saying this to Lucas. Okay, got it. I was going to say, I didn't know if it was around, honestly, is the question. It seemed like a more new, like 2000s type drug. That was, like you said, treated. He died in 2005. He had a window. Johnny Depp shot his ashes into a cannon, or from a cannon, paid like $3 million, because Johnny Depp was his friend, apparently. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, Johnny Depp was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm assuming that's where they met. Yep. He wrote. And Johnny Depp is so bad with his money. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) If you read read that article where that person just like sat down with him for like a day straight, holy shit, dude. So I know the I actually don't know the super specifics of like the state of the uh, spousal abuse stuff that was going around regarding Johnny Depp recently, but I he's not well. Like that's no. Mm. He's definitely not well. They definitely had some shit going on. And then but like also seeing like the evidence that she posted about like this is evidence that he's, you know, abusing drugs. It was like clearly staged, but also it's like you don't need to like make fake evidence everyone knows johnny depp is like a fucking fiend yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Why did she have to make the fake evidence around his drug? I don't use, know. Which would have been it was like most... so weird. Everything was like organized so neatly. Like yeah. here, you can see he's got three lines and like a a tall boy full of whiskey and a bunch of pills scattered yeah. on the side. And... It was like we all knew that part. Yeah, and the driver's license that is conveniently uh, placed upside down so you can't see it. Yeah. Ugh. All right, do we have any memes to bring us out of this funk? I don't think so. Not really. Fair enough. Then we are going into the breakouts. This is a doozy. Right, should are I just gonna, get are into about it? To, yeah, are we about to dive into Lucas's week-long uh, journey? So that caused him to miss two podcast episodes of the quarantine cast. Yeah. Yes. So maybe you know, for the 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 betterment of the viewers, you know, they've stuck with us for a long time, Lucas. I think you owe them an explanation of you know why you were gone. You know, I know that you did some soul searching and some. Some questing. Guys, I was ready to give up on anime the other day. Just be done with it. This, pretty, this needs pretty, to be a Johnny Cash ballad. I was pretty I out. gave up on anime yesterday. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, it's going in the title docket. Bad interruption. Um, I was bummed out. Uh, went for a run, just kind of to clear my head. And, you know, at about the two and a half mile mark, you know, when I'm at my lowest, the runner's high hasn't kicked in yet. My playlist switched to Giorno's theme from oh Jojo's God. Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> and I realized maybe there's something here after all. <laughs> you had a vision quest. <laughs> you literally, like, went out. Until your body was at exhaustion and had a vision that anime is good after all. So, all of this is inspired by H-Bomber Guy's feature-length critique of Ruby, um, which made me question my status as an anime fan, because in this two-and-a-half-hour video, it basically breaks down everything that is wrong with the show, and those things being, and I'm summarizing here, the video is definitely worth a watch to people who can stomach a two and a half hour long YouTube video. <laughs> the writing is just terrible and done by people who, one, both don't really know how to write very well, um, and two, only have a superficial understanding of what makes anime good. Um Oh, so it's it's not bad, you know, just because it's bad in on itself. It's it's bad because it is not anime enough, or just is not done. Like it's like it's an anime that doesn't get anime. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It, okay. Yeah, it, it's an anime very much inspired by Cowboy Bebop. By well, they're just lifting a lot of shit out of Avatar: The Last Airbender but done by people who have zero media analysis, so they don't understand what makes all of this stuff good. And 
ultimately, I think H. Bomber Guy's conclusion was that this was really frustrating for him because there's just enough good technical stuff in there. The fight scenes are exceptionally well animated, and it bridges on having an interesting or compelling plot at points, but it never executes, so that's really a disappointment. But then as I was watching it, I had the reaction of, oh, wait, even the stuff that it's trying to do, even the stuff that it gets close to doing well, is stuff that's been done a million times before and isn't that interesting. So, yeah, that's what made me question my status as an anime fan, largely because Ruby is just a massively popular series for a number of reasons, and, yeah, I... I think I hit the nail on the head the first time. I think I just like weird shit, and a lot of that happens to be anime. Damn. Where I'm at as a 25-year-old man. He did it. He really fucking did it. There goes that boy. I cannot believe. I still can't believe that you, you went on a fucking vision quest. You skipped some rocks. Yeah. Sad music was playing. He yeah. looked at his own reflection yeah. in the river. Then like splashed, splashed it. Yeah, splashed it away. <laughs> Kept running. And then just as he was about to just collapse from exhaustion. And he was just like, oh my God. Lucas had an anime moment. It was here all along. Yeah, he, his, he puts his arms behind his back and starts Naruto running. <laughs> Sprinted down the street, yep. bent at a 90 degree angle with his arms behind him. <laughs> Sorry, I just had that image of like downtown Chicago and then a six foot three, six foot four, 25 year old man. With his arms, like, straight he's behind also, him. He's also running at, like, 200 miles yeah, an hour like so that the wind is, fast. like, blowing behind him. <laughs> a bunch of, like, multicultural, like, diverse neighborhood just looking out their window like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and he does some, like, sick gang signs and then shoots the lasers out of his hands. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think you know what Naruto is, Andrew. <laughs> I don't. Jojo! Yep. And then and then it breaks down and he kinda like like starts breathing heavily. He's like, I don't know, and then the the fucking The piano, piano solo kicks comes in. in. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh no. It is time. And then you know what you have to do, and then at that exact moment you you break into a Best Buy and turn on the TV and it's it's your favorite anime and you just lose track of time. and Watch anime with anime music in an anime montage. And then he, he sets out to like get revenge for anyone ever making him question anime. And he just like sprints all the way to Madison and kicks down my door. And ah! I go like, huh? Nani? Nani? I just get a nine. Shinderu. Shinderu. <laughs> so yeah, as a part of this, I think I'm going to make an effort to watch uh, more different kinds of media because correlated to all of this, I, I think I just ended up watching like a lot of anime for work over the past couple of months, and like, oh god, that that was that, that was too much anime, too you much OD'd. anime. Oh, on, on anime. Lucas telling me I'll never forget this. 
the plot line of was it shield hero yes on this podcast uh, you can look that Luke, up yeah i don't even i don't even think ryan was here for that, that episode um that that was the moment like i think we were talking about how i was i was asking for suggestions of anime to watch because i said like oh i, I want to like check out a new anime i haven't watched anime in a long time and like you seem to really like it I'm like, have you checked out any anime recently? And he he prefaced it with like, this is not an anime you should watch. But he said, this is the most anime that I've had to see because of work. And it was just the most horrific, awful, problematic, but then also just dumb thing I've ever heard. And I went, never mind. What if Ayn Rand, but also racist and even more of a male power fantasy? I was like, nope. Yeah. Never mind. <clears throat> So I'm sorry that that uh, I allowed that to influence my opinion you. on okay. anime. Okay. Well, the boys would actually be like a fun crossover, I think, between anime and like live action. There's plenty of like superhero cartoon shit, but also like kind of directly right referencing and mocking it, like the tropes set up. So hmm. yeah, I. Mm. I wonder if that uh, is maybe a little too, um, I, not genre bending, um, but uh, postmodern, I guess, would technically work um, for like what I'm looking for right now. But no, I definitely need to check out The Boys for ages. And if season two is coming out, like definitely good incentive to binge. Um, I want to say it's coming out this week or something. Let me, shit. Let me check. Oh shit! The walls yeah. are closing in. Yeah, you might have to hurry if you want to. Oh, uh, um, wow, this might be the longest I've ever talked sustainably during a breakout, or at least the longest one of my topics has gone on. Uh, Andrew, what are you checking out? Um, so I finished the main uh, story for Red Dead Redemption, and I have oh. not played the epilogue yet. Wait, have you even started the epilogue? Um, like. Like I, I watched the opening cutscene, but but then you I did had to go finish the main. So the spoil the main spoilers are, yep. are gone. Where uh, yep. I felt so bad when you said <laughs> I just like hanging around the horse and like, yep, just riding around that, on the fucking horse. I was like, I, no, I almost fucking cried. Yeah, <laughs> I did because I <laughs> I I assumed that when it transitioned into the epilogue and you started playing as John, you could find that, your old horse because. Because like you know, yeah, you got does, it spoiled for you. You you yeah. You knew I knew the that ending. I knew that I knew that John was going to die, um, or not John. Arthur was going to yeah. die. Spoiler alert. Um, but like he even did the thing where he like gave John his hat and his bag. So I assume like all of the inventory shit is going to be there. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but and I assumed it would be something like that. That like he'd send John away and be like, take my horse, and then. You'd have the horse, but nope. Carl's fucking dead. Yeah. I had that horse for the whole game, and yeah. I am absolutely ruined. <laughs> did you have a did Just, you have a save point before? Yeah, I did. Okay, I've, I've got a too. couple. I've I've got one from like before he he you know develops tuberculosis. Oh really? One. Well, that's a good yep. one. I've got one, uh, like like later in the game. I think like that one also might be before he gets tuberculosis, and then I've got one. Like, the the end of the game, I knew the final mission was coming up, so I made a, a separate save. Yeah. No, I, I got... Mine was Ghost. I got a white Arabian horse. Literally the first thing I did in the game. I was like, 
oh, these horses suck, and there's, like, good ones. And then I looked, and they were like, they're all expensive, except for this mythical one that you can catch up in the mountains, and it's really mm-hmm. difficult. And I spent two hours, like, literally saving, loading, saving, loading, <laughs> so that I could get it, because it is really fucking hard, and got it, and then fucking rode Ghost, which was literally, like, the second best horse in the game. And it was really only second best by a little bit, and the best one was, like, five grand or something crazy. So it was, like, basically the best horse. Um, and I just, the whole game, all an all-white Arabian named Ghost. And, ah, uh, when it fucking, when it went down, man. That was, that was, that was rough, man. I, oh, man, that was, that was tough. And then, like, I don't, I assume that this is, like, a, a cutscene that you get if you have, like, you know, max yeah, bonding was your, with your horse. Yeah, where was your honor? Yeah. Uh, my, my honor was positive, like, all, okay. pretty much all the way up. So you got the true um, ending. Yeah. I'm guessing you didn't he, go back for the money. <laughs> no. No, I did not go back yeah. for the money. Um, so the horse died, and then John's like, we need to go. And Arthur's like, I need a minute yeah. <laughs> to, like, say goodbye to the horse. That was, that was fucking rough. And then, you know, you give John your stuff and send him away, and you, like, hold him off in the mountains. And Micah comes and beats the absolute crud out of you. And then, but you might have survived if you didn't have fucking tuberculosis. <laughs> yep. Like he definitely succumbed to tuberculosis. Yeah, no, that that was it. He's brutal. like, you could tell he just like could not breathe. And then Dutch just left you, and then you stare off into the sunset as you pass away. And some fucking sad brutal, music man. plays. Um, so. I don't. I I know you still have what I'm guessing is a pretty meaningful epilogue left. But how is this holding up compared to uh, the original Red Dead Redemption at this point? Um. So Ryan, have you ever played the original Red Dead Redemption? I started to once, and I didn't oh. think it was that great. And then I watched. I was on a, when I was on a plane to Europe. I watched like, you know, th- probably three quarters of the Red Dead Redemption, the Relevant game, the movie, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, I downloaded a full playthrough with all the meaningful cutscenes and gameplay. And it was, like, I think six hours or something. And I watched most of it. But then I got bored and was like, man, this is not oh. good. Mm. So I I still really like Red Dead Redemption. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a better game in almost every way. Like, it is, like, a much more beautiful world. There's a lot more to do. The, the acting is a lot better. The characters are more fleshed out. Um, like there's just, you know, a lot more mechanics and it's, it's much smoother. It's, you know, it came out 10 fucking years later, mm. so it better be, but there's something about the original Red Dead Redemption cause it's, it's a Nostalgia. much more, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a simpler game. It's not so complicated. Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't want to say drags on, but there's so many different parts to the story that it kind of gets like lost at different points, I think. Um, and so like, I think Red Dead Redemption 1 has like a slight edge that way, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is definitely, for the most part, a better game. I haven't, I haven't played either at length, but I also think just knowing my media tastes that maybe a game where the setup is that you are the last cowboy would be a little more appealing to me than, uh, what Red Dead, uh, Red Dead 2 has going on, but, um, cool. That's fair. Glad you are... Uh, if not enjoying that, at least experience. No, I mean, I'm enjoying okay. it. Like, okay. And we we had a lot more 
to play until we reach the end than we thought. I think that uh, when I said I have like the mission with Sadie left to do, that was a different one because I I played about six hours before I got to the actual end of the game. Really? Because I I went with Sadie to go kill the rest of the yeah the hot um, air balloon. Yeah, um, or no, not not that one. No, um, not that one. To like go kill the last of the you know the Irish gang. Mm-hmm. What were they called? The All Sullivans or whatever. No. The O'Driscolls. O'Driscolls. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the O'Driscolls. And then um, I broke Eagle Flies out of the fort with Charles. And then, like, but before that, I rescued that, like, one, like, military officer. And then we had to go rescue Eagle Flies from, like, the oil field. And he got shot. And then I took him back and he died. And then I went with, like, every, the gang to, like, rob the train and got a bunch of money. And, you know, John got shot. And then, you know, Sadie and I went and rescued Abigail. And then it, then it was, like, the end of the game where, like, the final shootout happened. So, like, that's that's everything I did in, like, the last two days. Yeah. What are you checking out then, Ryan? I'm still watching Dark. Oh. Um, I had a new development, I think, two days ago or something, where I... Pulled up the season one, like end of season character tree. Oh no! They show everyone's relations because I'm watching season two, and so I didn't want I didn't want any spoilers, so I made sure it was like just end of season one baseline connection sheet because mm-hmm. it's hard. And there, there's a lot of German names. It's just what's it's hard to tell the difference between uh, fucking Claudia Tiedemann and. Charlotte Doppler, like mm. they start to mm. blend, and I don't know. So I, I feel like now I have a really firm handle. When I watch like two, I watch like two episodes where every single scene I was like referencing the chart and like saying the names <laughs> out loud, so I could like build better connections. And now I don't really need it. I um, I, I have a better idea of it. I hadn't realized it. Uh, is it a bigger, more ensemble cast? Oh yeah, no, oh. it's massive. It's it's literally, and it's across, mul- like three to five timelines like and all the timelines have characters that are related to characters from like the modern quote-unquote timeline so it's like important to understand relations or to properly understand the scenes oh, so God. rather than being like oh yeah that's the redhead like young girl i started to be like oh yeah no that's francisca doppler like just <laughs> oh yeah that's that's the 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 brunette uh like popular girl like oh no that's martha nielsen like figuring that out so kind of kind of like game of thrones honestly just like it's kind of important to get those characters down and a lot of people you realize don't and they kind of like oh yeah wait no is that the the short dude (laughs) like it's like no you kind of got to know the names it's it's actually kind of important so it's definitely a lot of effort but i think it's worth it yeah i definitely know what you mean um I, I definitely for a while until yeah I do go into a wiki hole or something on a series I am just referring to characters by oh that's the guy that did so and so and I always I always get their names down after the fact yeah so it's been good I'm excited actually it turns out the boys premieres in a month so okay a time. Oh. plenty of time all, all of August that. well 
Most of, of August. August is gonna go quick. Whoa. It's gonna be or November not. Before maybe you know it. maybe August will feel like it's six goddamn years because Tenant was like scheduled like four or five days ago. Well, no, I feel like it's it goes fast, which makes it seem like it happened a long time ago. I don't know how to explain it. Like time mm, time, time goes weird. quickly, which makes me feel like things happened longer ago than it actually did, sort of thing. I don't know. So, yeah, man. Just like that, we're going into the group chat. It's not the group chat. Chainsaw Man was good this week. I haven't read it. Andrew, you had one job going into this podcast. I thought it I thought it was coming out tomorrow. It comes out on Sundays. I, how the fuck would I know that? I've told you that. I'm sorry, Lucas. Wow. I failed you. Now you have a good episode of cha- a good chapter of Chainsaw Man to look forward to. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. What are the odds I was having a ter- it, I was having a terrible weekend, but now now You're having a terrible fixed. weekend. You just won I'm a game kidding. Of- no, I- Juggernaut Royale. I've actually had, like, an awesome weekend. <laughs> what was Major Weekend awesome, despite not reading Chainsaw Man? Um, I went swimming yesterday, like, got up in the morning, swam some laps. So that was pretty fun. And then uh, I went hiking today, played some video games with Ryan both days, uh, you know, finished the main storyline of Red Dead Redemption, so... That felt like a Took big accomplishment. Took second place in poker. Took second. Yeah, uh, hey, that was a pretty uh, successful game for you. I feel like. Well, absolutely. Like, except I didn't win, which made it feel much more worse. <laughs> you did not win, but look, you, I think that was a pretty successful game for you. It was. It was probably the best I'd played in a while. There, um, was, there was a moment that you were in a decent chip lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, towards and the then, end of the game. And Lucas is like, hey, no pressure, but, you know, it's your game to lose. And then it just <laughs> fell apart. You gotta, okay. you gotta learn how to play bully ball. You gotta learn how to, how to, how to just call Ryan out on shit when he definitely only has a high card. Bully ball is one thing. Bully ball is kind of more for when there's, like, everyone left and you're in a chip lead. Mm-hmm. Bully ball is tough to pull off when you're in one-on-one situations. You gotta kind of... Yeah, you there were a couple of times it. that I I did call him out, and I'd have like, you know, three kings, and he'd have you know, like a straight. No, so. I never had a straight last night. I think you usually had like or a did two you pair, have... and I had a three of a kind or something. No, one one time I lost when I had three of a kind. I remember it because may, I think it was a flush, maybe. I I, yeah, that's that's what it was. That's I played was. for you... like five different straights, and I never got the draw. Yeah, you you had a flush. You had like pocket, like a suited pocket you know two hearts or something yeah and there were three hearts on the table and i didn't think you had it and i had three of a kind so you tried to like really you you put down like four thousand chips and i called you instantly (laughs) and i lost so yeah um best weekend ever yeah i did some typing yesterday jane uh started her second job so i had some time alone so i did some some clacking that was always fun clacking right um i'm trying to outline a story that is kind of developing in my head a little bit so i'm reading a book on you know different storytelling techniques so i've been trying to kind of try out some of their strats for actually putting it down to paper strats 
We had some good strats in our Juggernaut Royale game. Ooh. Yeah. It's Juggernaut quads in Warzone. So basically, um, it's like normal quads. You have four people on your team, and there's 150 people that you're trying to kill. And um, right at the beginning of the game, they drop three Juggernaut armors all over the map, and then people like fly to them to try to desperately get it, and they end up being clusterfucks. Mm-hmm. So rather than be sheep, we <laughs> get a helicopter... And start flying all around the map doing a bunch of recon contracts, which shows us where the next circle will be. And in this game, we literally had the final circle before the first circle closed (laughs) because we had done like seven or eight recon contracts. So we then went and got Ghost, and then a Juggernaut loadout came out, and we were the only ones in the area, and I was able to get it. And then we ran to the final circle and like just sat around talking for (laughs) the next... 15 minutes or so until the final circle things got a little hectic but we ended up uh being basically it was just it was us a juggernaut and some random dude and we were able to kill the juggernaut and i was at really low health and then it was just some random dude and we managed to take him out and we had a total of three kills as a team yep not and we won the game. not a lot of action a lot of well, because we knew where the sneaky. final circle was we yep. didn't have to fuck around we can literally just yep literally three minutes into the game we're like okay well we know where it ends so we're just gonna (laughs) hang out there (laughs) it was pretty gold i mean i am i'm very happy for you guys uh ryan i thought you said you were you were giving it up when no i said that i said that i didn't think i would ever play it again (laughs) okay i definitely have had dark moments but Mm. that's what happens man video games i i so like juggernaut royale i'm able to fuck around with because literally the stats don't count and like it's kind of a goofy game mode like it's not yeah. so, so there's not a lot of skill-based matchmaking in that one. Oh no there is oh okay. <laughs> there absolutely still is but uh it's basically just like you don't have to take it as seriously like you can fuck around who cares um the main game i still i i play to like get my competitive side out there because i i okay. do like competing that's right like, definitely an important part of my personality mm-hmm. so I, I i if if i can't play flag football weekly because of lockdown and shit like it's definitely a decent outlet for taking something very seriously with a totally. group of people that are also taking it seriously and doing well so thankfully i have friends from high school who have been playing the game pretty religiously since it launched as well so we usually are able to all link up and uh be be super sweaty super try hardy mm. It's a muscle that I don't know. It's no, it's no, it's always totally been around it. for me. So, yeah. and as a result, makes me very difficult to play with if you don't take the game ridiculously seriously. What? <laughs> because it's hard to no. turn off, man. It really <laughs> is. I try and I try. It's really hard. So, yeah. There's some um, games that you can dick around in, and some that you can't for some reason. Anything else overlapping with what we all got going on right now? Mm-hmm. The oh, I'm sure we're all feeling the existential dread and just unsuppressible anger due to current circumstances. Yep. Yeah. Bunch of cops, mm. people into unmarked vans. Mm. Portland Corrupt politics. Was, Portland was pretty fucking rough last night. The cops mm. were like really going after people. There was one guy on a bike that they like tackled off the bike and just started like beating him the fuck up and it was like he was riding on a bike what he could he have like possibly 
been doing? Like he could have well, been trying Ryan, to leave. That is, I mean, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. Ryan, they got to get it out of their systems now because in a couple of days they're going to have to pretend that they left. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think these were Portland PD again. Oh, really? Ugh. Like, okay, thank God those guys are <laughs> gone. Now we can get back to doing what we do best. Yeah. Those guys were stepping on our turf. We got to show them who's boss hey, by you can't beating beat the protesters harder than they were. Only we can beat up innocent bystanders. Yeah. So that was rough. And then now this whole Brazil thing, which I'm really nervous, is not getting enough mm-hmm. like, signal boosting. It's not getting out there as much as the first one, which granted the first one was like a a whistleblower from within the administration making the allegations versus this one, just like a investigative journalist. Um, but I did see that like New York times is at least talking about it, but it just doesn't seem like it's yeah. permeated I, the culture the same way. I have checked CNN, Fox news and NBC news, and it is nowhere to be seen anywhere on their like front page. Yeah. Fox News makes sense, but... Well, know, yeah, but NBC yeah. and CNN, like CNN... I was hoping that it would be on there, but it is not. So that's why I haven't seen it, because it's just not fucking out there. Yeah, that's what. That's why... I wasn't, like, saying that you guys are pieces of shit. I was, I was nervous that mainstream media wasn't properly getting that I, story mm, out there. I'm going to be an optimist and say that hopefully people are independently verifying uh, some of some of this information I mean, right this, now. And that Monday we'll just get the full gauntlet with it. But, I mean, it's looking like this broke yesterday. Like they yeah, it was late definitely yesterday. should have been able to put this out there by now. I, mm. And I mean, if the New York Times at least is running articles on it, like it's definitely been it's legitimate, verified yeah. by their sources. Uh, but yeah. So... I, that yep yeah you know what eighth month of 2020 the president committing treason again yeah in the same way that he did it last time yeah because he knows that it's okay no fucking, one will punish him for it fucking tracks yeah i mean it's definitely on a different scale but like a couple weeks ago the jets owner slash ambassador to the uk got busted for like again breaking the goddamn law because he was trying to get the United Kingdom to like give special, you know, preferences to Trump properties and no one batted an eye. Mm. But like but but this is so much more malicious. Yeah. At this point we'll have what? Four governments interfering with our elections at the minimum. Yeah. And there and three of them pretty major foreign powers. Brazil, China, and Russia, and then Ukraine in theory as well. <laughs> well, part of Ukraine is also just Russia now. So, ah. when oh. you said we've got a new Ukraine, I thought you meant that like someone invaded Brazil. Ah. I'm like, no. wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, no, new Ukraine, and that there is a new uh, Trump administration official asking for a foreign nation to interfere in our elections on his behalf. That's just policy now. That's standard. Yeah, what if, that's every ambassador is doing that. What if they end up working against themselves? I, I feel like Jair Bolsonaro and Trump uh, are pretty simpatico. No, I'm just saying there's no communication between the different bodies trying to hack into the United States election. So 
I, I, I'm thinking like a bad heist movie type situation where, aha, Brazil just cracked into the mainframe. This is a dupe mainframe created by the Ukraine. What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking for levity here. I, I don't I don't think I have any. We, me, did you listen to the Friday episode? I think this exact thing happened with me and Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Where Andrew was like, I'm trying to make it into a joke. And I was and like, Ryan I Ryan was not that. very, not happy with me. For I was not that. not happy with you. I was just like, I can't physically do this. And it's hard for me to tell that you're trying to make it into a joke. And uh, this whole thing. No, I get it. I, I think, yeah, no, I'm just fucking out of steam right now on all of this and i think that brings the podcast to the wind down um thank you all so much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please like comment subscribe yada yada you know what the internet's like uh follow us on twitter at v2 underscore podcast for updates send us your emails viewing at gmail.com if you have questions we will answer them the next time we do a mailbag episode probably on the quarantine cast um, also, be sure to check out our Patreon, Voluntary Viewing, at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, have a lot of great tiers on there, and all that money directly goes into making this show a better one. Also, be sure to check me out on Twitter, at LucasTheWriter, a uh, freelance writer, trying to make it there in that capacity. Um, although, right now, I'm mostly just retweeting badass Chainsaw Man fan art. Um, also, be sure to check out the Act Blue link in the description of this episode. Uh, follow that link, go to that website, make a donation. It will go to a collection of great causes. We gotta do a clap sync, but before that, guys, people need some energy to start their upcoming week. It's gonna be a tough one. What do you have to say to them? Don't drink cordyceps. Cool. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it is a trendy, um, like, health and beauty hipster thing to have, like, mushroom drinks where it's just, like, crushed up lion's mane and cordyceps that they say, you know, gives you energy. And, like, there are definitely, like, anti-inflammatory, like, properties and things like cordyceps and other fungus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it smells like shit, tastes <laughs> like shit. And it does not help, at least according to Jade. There you go. Awesome. See you next week, everybody. Or Monday, if you want to check out that aforementioned quarantine cast. Yo.